Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. Uh, we got a couple updates on uh, the stories that I talked about uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. You have to excuse my voice. I've been having this this intense cough for for a month now, and I don't know what's going on. I, I've gone like five COVID tests, and my, my nose has been fucked by all these nurses after I refused to get the test. I was like, I've already gotten the test. I don't have COVID. Came back negative multiple times. So please stop sticking these plastic things so deep in my nose. I know I don't have it. Um, so I might be clearing my throat numerous times. Anyway, uh, a follow-up on the Les Miles conversation uh, last week. Him and uh, Kansas University, or University of Kansas, had decided to uh, mutually agree to part ways. And uh, he now gets a buyout. Uh, his buyout is for $1.9 million. He originally had about $8 million left on his contract uh, that ran through 2023. But this was an obvious, easy uh, decision because of, you know, all the allegations. And, well, it wasn't actually an allegation. These were actually proven factual. And that's why uh, LSU told them to stay away from co-ed students and couldn't be alone with them. They couldn't babysit, things like that. Um and then also because he, he wasn't winning. I guarantee you if he was winning, he, he'd still be there. Just like what happened at LSU. He was winning. He was doing well. Like, hey, we could put up with this because we got a national championship. And then when they finally fired him, it's because he started off the season 2-2. Two and two. And uh, Kansas, meanwhile, they I think they were like on an 11-game win streak. He had about three conference wins in like the last three years or so. So it was like, okay, well, I mean, he kind of sucks. And we don't need this added pressure. Um, so, you know, we're just going to let you go. It's like if Colin Kaepernick was Peyton Manning instead of who he was, and he took a knee, I bet you he'd still be in the NFL, right? And he was a little younger, you know, Peyton Manning at, at 31, however old Ka Kaepernick is, and he took a knee. He wouldn't be getting blackballed. He'd, be, he'd probably be signed somewhere, right, if he was a little bit better. But just because he's like, people can kind of do without him, he's not on a team. That's how it usually goes. Just like Reuben Foster when he was with the 49ers and all that happened, and he was still there. Um, and then switching gears to Andrew Cuomo, another he had another um, accuser come out. Uh, this is someone who's currently on his staff, a sixth, sixth person coming out saying that he uh, aggressively groped her. Uh, but, you know, good news for Cuomo is he can run for president now. So I expect him to announce his run for presidency in 2024. For some reason, I don't know why uh, we hold uh, governors to a higher standard than the president of the United States. And lower-level people... Uh, we got to vilify them, you know, I'm obviously I'm, I'm against Cuomo and I think he should resign, but you know, he has a, a future in politics apparently. So, um, and then wanted to go over the NBA, uh, all-star weekend, you know, it was pretty fun. Uh, I usually don't watch the all-star game, but I, I, I watched the entire game, I think. Um, and you know, it was fun watching, uh, Dame and Steph, uh, just trade back to back deep threes. Both of them were for, um, just about half court. It was awesome. And then uh, LeBron barely played, but, um, you know, he, he's the one that puts the team together because they did the captain's thing. Um, and, you know, he should be a GM someday because he, he, he did a good job. Um, you know, he had Jokic and, and Luka and him and, and Dame and Steph, and he had a deep team, and they were just blowing them out. They seemed like they were they were being more competitive than uh, Team Durant, who had all the ISO guys. They had Harden and Kyrie, and uh, they had Kawhi. And um, I forget who else, but 
it wasn't really close, uh, but you know it was exciting here and there. I guess it had some some moments. Um, Giannis ended up getting the MVP. The format was pretty exciting, actually. I thought they did the skills challenge also. And man, if I if I was like a scout, uh, like if I had like a my own scouting department or something, or you know I I did something for the NBA or college, I would just be hanging out in Europe. I'd be hanging out in fucking like I'd be going to Serbia, Latvia. Uh, Switzerland, like all these little other places where they, they, I don't know where they find all these guys. Um, Cause in the skills challenge, you just had the big, the big white guys who were, who made it, who beat all the, the, the guards who are supposed to be more skilled in, in dribbling and passing and stuff. You had Vucevic, who's from Switzerland. And then you had Sabonis. Um, he beat Luca and, um, and Sabonis is from Lithuania. See, I'd just be hanging out at basketball gyms in Lithuania, like Serbia, Bosnia. Just be like, okay, you know, because all these guys are like they're so far advanced in, in terms of uh, skills and stuff. Some of these guys are playing, um, perfect. Like Luca was playing professionally at sixteen. He was playing with grown men, so he's so much more polished than other guys who play AAU ball and you know come through uh, college in the United States. So. Um, I mean, I expect they're probably down the line, like maybe 10, 15 years or so. There's probably going to be like an NBA Europe or something. Um, I know they do similar things in Africa with like camps and and just more recruitment down there. Um, you know, there's some guys in the NBA that are, that are uh, you know, that they try to recruit and then to get from college and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, the, the NBA is definitely a global game and basketball is a global sp- sport for sure, but... Uh, you, you're gonna start seeing these guys with these these different last names just taking over because I mean it's kind of starting. You know, most of them are becoming all stars and are really good. Uh, speaking of Vucevic, he's really good at Orlando. Doesn't get enough attention, uh, but he could do a lot of things for them. And he's on the trade block, so um, there's a lot of teams interested there. Uh, might be going to Boston or um, I thought I saw Golden State on there too, uh, but who knows? But uh, that was that was fun to watch uh, just to see the type of uh, talent that's in the NBA now who can win the skills competition. Because even Chris Paul lost. He's a guard, and he lost. And I know people call him the point guard, and he lost to, uh, was it? I think it was Sabonis. <laughs> um, and then the the three-point contest was very exciting. Uh, Mike Conley was in there, uh, who became a first-time All-Star after. You know, we had all that talk about Devin Booker. He was being mad. He was mad because... Uh, you know, he wasn't first selected, and then he got in as an alternate because Anthony Davis got injured. But then Dan Booker got injured, so he couldn't play either. So he got replaced. And, yeah, so it ended up being uh, Mike Conley, uh, who was a first-time All-Star, which is great to see. Uh, and then he, he did the three-point contest instead of Devin Booker, along with, which I remember, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Steph Curry did it, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and... There was someone else. I don't remember who. But um, Steph Curry won it, though. And Mike Conley, he had a really good second round. He had 27 points or something. And then uh, now they do, like, that extra deep ball that's the the Mountain Dew balls, and they're worth three points. That was pretty fun to watch. And then uh, Steph was so close towards the end, he had to make his last money ball to be able to win. And so it came down to the last shot, and he he made it, and and he barely won. Um, so he brought the the trophy back to the Bay Area uh, for the Splash Bros, him and and Clay Thompson. And then at halftime, they did the 
they did the slam dunk contest, which was terrible. It was Anthony Simons from from Portland. He he gets pretty high up, but you know, as far as creativity, and then uh, Cassius Stanley from uh, Indian Indiana, but he's on two way contract, so he never actually played in an actual NBA game yet, and didn't have a dunk in regular season game. And then it was uh, Obi Toppin from New York, rookie out of Dayton. And there was just, like, no creativity at all, I didn't feel like. And one of them did a dunk that Zach Levine did pregame during uh, the NBA game this season. And he, like, casually did it. And someone took that. That video went viral. And someone took that and then tried to do the slam dunk contest. But uh, it was pretty boring. I don't know what they could do to fix the slam dunk contest. You know, obviously, if they got, they got stars, like if they had Zion and, you know, big... Big names like that. Sorry for all my alerts here, guys. I think Zach Levine, he's already done it enough times. Uh, so has Aaron Gordon. I'd like to see John Morant do it. Um, who else? Just, you know, I'd even see LaMelo Ball do it. He turned down the the skills challenge. But, you know, guys who are going to bring bring some eyes to the to the game or to the event. Because some, some years it's good and some years it's bad. And then we're like, oh, it's, it's, it's the best it's ever been now. And they were like, oh, it's the worst it's ever been. They need to change something and get rid of it. I've seen the the recommendation for um, uh, YouTube dunkers. It's like, I don't want to watch some random dudes. I guess technically we are watching random dudes right now because most, most of us don't really know who the, the players are, aren't really familiar with them. I know Anthony Simons because he's he's been with the Blazers for a while and a bench role, role player, um, and I get I get every, every Blazer game here locally. So I know who he is, but um, and Obi Topic because of Dayton and stuff, and but I guess more established people maybe. But if we, you get some YouTube stars, maybe that would be a good idea. If like they have, they're like crazy creative and and they have really, you know, great dunks that we haven't seen before. Then then sure, maybe you can do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. They're gonna tinker around with that. I I assume in in the coming years. So. Um, We'll check that out. Uh, did you guys see what Myers Leonard said? Uh, this was a couple days ago. Guy's a fucking idiot. He plays for the Miami Heat. He was with uh, Portland a couple years ago. Um, mostly just a bench role player, center who hit some threes. He had a good playoff uh, series against uh, Boston last season. I think he had that game where he had 28 points. Uh, well, he streams a lot on Twitch instead of working on his jumper. And... Uh, he was playing, I don't know, something, Call of Duty or something with guns, and he kept getting sniped, and he has a huge following on there, and he got mad. He was like, hey, man, I, I guess I could play the audio, but I want to play it because there's a, there a slur there, um, you know, towards the Jewish community. Uh, it, it it rhymes with, uh, with like, but it starts with a K. And, yeah, he was getting really mad, and then he paused for a second because he was like, don't fucking snipe me or whatever. And then he paused right before he said it, and there was a bunch of words going through his head. He was going to – you could tell he was probably thinking about the N-word. He was probably thinking about all kinds of slurs, and then he settled on that one. And then, uh, you know, naturally everyone – he had some backlash. And then he didn't respond for like 14 hours. And then, the, the I mean, the Miami Heat owner, Mick Harrison, their family is – Jewish, so he had already announced before the NBA said anything. Uh, he announced that he's going to be away from the team. The Mickey Harrison did that. Uh, Myers Leonard is going to be away from the team, and uh, then the NBA announced that they're investigating. I don't know what they need to investigate. He obviously said it in a hateful manner. Uh, he's just a, he's an idiot. It, he was also during the bubble. 
everyone was kneeling and stuff for Black Lives Matter. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stand in all this and just made this whole big deal about it. And then you see the picture of him. He's wearing the shirt that says Black Lives Matter. His hand is so spread out across it. Like he's trying to cover. He's trying so bad to cover it completely while he stands for the flag. Um, and then, and then yeah, the NBA, I think they just announced that he's getting fined. He's getting fined and suspended for like a week or something. And then he has to do some cultural diversity training. But, man, I, what an idiot, though, right? It's just like, I like if you're playing a game and you're just streaming, it's like that guy, what was his name, Kyle Larson? He was streaming. Uh, he was playing a game on Twitch, uh, a NASCAR game, and and he was streaming live. And then he just, like, dropped the N-word casually. He just called someone the N-word, like, multiple times. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, dude. Like, yeah, there's thousands of people watching right now listening again we all know who you are and who your employer is so you're about to get fired and then yeah he was he was suspended for a long time and he finally he's he's back racing now and uh he actually won his first race since then uh, a couple days ago so um just just stupid like what and then myers leonard's half-assed apology First sentence, everyone predicted that he was going to say, oh, I, I had no uh, understanding of what the word meant. I'm like, okay. But, you know, I, I guarantee you he says that stuff all the time when he's he's hanging out. The NBA season was uh, came back yesterday with a couple games, and today is a, a full slate of games. Uh, but, you know, before that, we had Blake Griffin. He was bought out by the Pistons finally, and I have said numerous times on here that you know, I think he's done. He's just the way he runs during games. He's just like he—he he doesn't have that same athleticism. He, he just seems like a guy who's had too many injuries. Uh, he just seems slow. He—he he doesn't have that lateral quickness. People just blow by him. He's just kind of hobbling around. Doesn't do anything offensively. Once he tries to dribble, penetrate, there's like three guys around him, and he stops and he passes out, and he kind of just hangs out by three-point line and shoots threes, and that's all he can do. Well, guess where he signed? With Brooklyn, obviously. Um, he has a strong relationship with Kyrie, apparently, which I thought was kind of weird and random. Um, and then, you know, we know him from Lob City with uh, with DeAndre Jordan, and, you know, he likes what they're doing there. He's just trying to get a championship now. And, you know, I everyone who's saying, like, oh, you know, now the Nets are definitely favorites because they got Blake Griffin. Like, okay, you got Blake Griffin five years too late, man. Have you guys seen the tape? Have you been watching... Blake Griffin tried to play basketball lately. It's hard to watch. And I know I sound like a dick, but at a certain point, it's like, it's time, it's time. But he's still young. He's only 31. Maybe he was just injured or something or like whatever. But I, I mean, he wouldn't be out there if he was like fully injured, you know. And so I think he was, it's just, it's just too far gone for him. Maybe he can be kind of a specialist role if he gets a little better on his threes. He, he can shoot them. But, you know, if he's, if that's all he's, that's all he's doing then he needs to just kind of hang out by three and just hit those i guess um because you know he's going to be open the d other defenses are going to be focusing mainly on their big three so um you know he'll be open for some some sh easy shots there just kind of like joe harris um you know this doesn't help in any way defensively um, unless they got andre drummond which they're also rumored to get too so then they'd have just like this super stacked team but um I don't think he really changes their their odds at all. I don't think he should, unless you know we have to see him in the first few games. If he if he if he's able to dunk, if I, I want to see him dunk on someone, it's been 
two years now. If he dunks on someone, then okay, then sure, then they should be automatic favorites because of that, and they're they'll be unstoppable. But you know what I saw in Detroit, and he was kind of in and out of lineup, and they kind of phased him out. He's averaging like twelve points a game, which is fine. If he did that for Brooklyn, that's fine. But the way people were talking about it's like if it's Blake Griffin and um with the Clippers and he's just going to destroy people, you know, it's like, no man, he's, he's way past that. He can't, he can't do that anymore. He can barely move. It seems like he's, he should be like 38 years old, but I mean, he's only 31, but maybe like from the waist down, he's 38 with all those injuries and stuff. So, um, but you know, that'd be nice to see him win the championship there. Um, I'm rooting for him, but I, I just think it's, it's, he's too far gone there. Um, and then another guy, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Greg Popovich announced that uh, <clears throat> that he's no longer with the team and they're looking at different opportunities for him to play elsewhere, um, which is intriguing, I guess. You know, he's 35 and he's one of the most unexciting players, you know, and he kind of frustrates me in the sense that when he has, whenever he has a little guy on him, you know, a guard is guarding him he, and he's in the paint, you would think that someone of his size, he's like 6'10", he would just go over the guy and just dunk on him or, you know, drive to the basket. No, he always shoots a fadeaway jumper and that it's like, what are you doing? So just like knowing when to go to the basket and then when to shoot a jumper, his, his decision-making frustrates me, but you know, he can still be productive. He's had some good games this season. Then he's had some not so good games this season. So, um, obviously at the back end of his career, and I think he's on an expiring contract for 20 million. So they're either talking about a buyout or, or possible trade uh, scenarios, which I expect the Lakers and probably the Nets to be interested. Uh, two years ago, though, he did say uh, to Damian Lillard that he wanted to go back to Portland and retire as a Blazer. And the Blazers, they need some depth down low. So I think that would be a good move for uh, Neil O'Shea uh, to make a move for uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I would not trade for him, though. I would only get him um, as a as a buyout candidate. Uh, just because you don't want to give up all those assets for someone who might be, you know, a year or two left, you know, who, who might not have have that timeline left, you know, of three, four years, you know, because I, I think he's probably a year or two left. Unless you, you talk with him personally and you, you get a sense of um, how he's feeling if he passes his physical and stuff. But I don't know if he's completely cooked yet because he's, he's been kind of up and down this season. But um, you know, in, in short spurts, he could be productive for him, you know, 25 minutes a game, I would say. So that'd be fine. Uh, but the trade de- deadline's coming up. Uh, you know, a lot of teams are going to be aggressive. The Rockets are just going to do a complete house cleaning. They do have uh, some good assets there. I don't know what they do with Christian Wood, uh, but, you know, there's there's a lot of teams interested. Vucevic of uh, Orlando, I, I mentioned earlier, he's on the trade block uh, potentially. And then also... I don't think uh, Bradley Beal is going to get traded. He seems like he wants to stay there. Uh, so I, I don't expect anything this year for sure. Uh, and then Andre Drummond, they got to figure out what, what they're going to do there. Um, he has a, is a big contract there. Uh, Lakers are very interested. But then I saw something that he was going to get bought out too. But, I mean, he's pretty young to get bought out. He's, he's what is he, 26, 27? Like, that's crazy. And, and he's at the top of his game right now in terms of stats so and that's just unfair if he, he gets bought out and he goes to the nets like come on all that just to beat old ass lebron right and and injured uh injury prone anthony davis um so we'll keep an eye on that different trade scenarios um 
So a couple other guys was uh, Victor Oladipo. Uh, the Warriors were interested in that. Uh, the Miami Heat as well. Um, and then John Collins of the Hawks. That might be like a trade, uh, a sign trade scenario, which you know I would like that for Dallas. Actually, that would be uh, pretty interesting to me. Uh, so we have the selection Sunday is uh, on Sunday, obviously, uh, for March Madness. I haven't. I gotta be honest. I haven't really watched any college basketball at all this year. So I'm gonna do a bracket. Maybe I'll get better, better shots at winning than in, in years past. I do know that Duke isn't gonna be there because they just had someone. Uh, test positive for COVID, and they were having a down year anyway, so uh, they seemed like they were going to miss, but they uh, didn't even participate in the, uh, the the ACC tournament. The ACC has been down pretty much all year. Uh, yeah, UNC, you know, they're kind of up and down, but uh, Duke's going to be out, and then, um, you know, you only have three ranked teams, and those ranked teams are Virginia and Florida State and Virginia Tech. Um, I'm, again, I'm not going to pretend like I... I know everything with this since I, I haven't seen much of anything at all. I've just been pretty much focusing on NBA. Uh, but overall, you know, Gonzaga, I know they've been playing really well all season long. Um, they're still undefeated. But you know how it is to come tournament time with Gonzaga. Something always ends up happening. But they did make it the national championship a couple years ago uh, with uh, Zach Collins, I think, was on that team, who's now in Portland. Um, and then you have Baylor at number two, 21-1, Illinois, 20-6, uh, Michigan, 19-3-4, and then uh, Iowa's at five, Alabama's at six, uh, Houston, Arkansas, Ohio State, West Virginia round out the top ten. Yeah, see, that's a really random top ten, in my opinion, minus Gonzaga. Gonzaga's usually um, on top there. But, yeah, just kind of weird year. There's been a lot of uh, cancellations here and there or people post uh, teams postponing activities and practices and games. So, um, yeah, we'll see how the bracket turns out on Sunday. And uh, I'll just fill it out for fun. I'll probably end up with the 20% because I have no idea uh, what's going on there. And I, I know Cade Cunningham has been playing well, but it's Oklahoma State, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but anyway, this is just a, a, a quick uh, podcast for this week. Um be back next week as uh, the season uh, NBA season progresses and and yeah thanks for listening